So by now you know. I've already said it a couple times even today, but you knew before today. Biographies of grace, lives of love. And we have heard faith reflections from the lectern, this morning videotape from the lectern. Testimony we've heard from church members about people who have shaped their understanding of God's presence in our world. So of course this summer, we have reflected on some specific lives of love and grace. But I also think what we're doing is considering together what it means to seek such a life for ourselves, what it means to seek a life of love and grace in community. And I've actually been wondering about what might be the hallmarks of a life of love and grace. What are the characteristics, maybe? There are many, I'm sure, and for each person there may be their own unique journey, but I think it's safe to say that at least a portion of a life of love and grace includes experiences, of course, of joy, but also likely of sorrow. Because the Apostle Paul writes in yet another letter that it is sorrow that produces patience, which gives you character and produces in the end, strangely enough, hope. So if both experiences of joy and sorrow are part of a life of love and grace, along the way it is probably also the discovery of resilience and perseverance. And the two persons that are being lifted up in our, this morning's service are individuals who overcame obstacles to have these long and wonderful ministry careers. What is coincidental is that both of the persons being lifted up today have 50th anniversaries this month. John Rogers so beautifully recognized our shared mentor, Bob Kemper, who 50 years ago began his 25-year tenure as our senior pastor. The other individual that I will lift up today is the Reverend Dr. Bill Johnson, who 50 years ago yesterday was the first openly gay man in the history of the Christian faith to be ordained into Christian ministry. Now, Bob Kemper, as many of you know, overcame the obstacle of losing his sight when he was in his 30s. Bill Johnson faced an obstacle that society put before him, and one that denied LGBTQ folk the ability to use their gifts in the leadership of the church. In John's reflection about Bob Kemper, he mentioned that Bob was serving as the interim at this church, and they asked him to become its senior minister. Bob said no. He said no the first time they asked him. He said, I don't think I can do the job because of my eyesight. I can't fully live into the ministry. So Bob continued as the interim minister. They loved his preaching. And he, they asked him again. And he said yes the second time. And those of us then who served with Bob, as John did, and many lay members as well, in worship we would do all of the reading of public scripture of the printed prayers because Bob was unable to do that. But what Bob had to do was memorize all of his sermons. He had to memorize all of his memorial service eulogies, memorize the prayers. He had to memorize the wedding service, but he said, he kind of used to joke about it, that he was always anxious because he, one of the reasons he, he would hold his service book for the wedding ceremony is that he didn't want couples to think what he was saying was sort of off the cuff, but he cuffed, but he wanted them to remember that what he was saying was deeply rooted in tradition, and the words had great meaning to the generations that came before and to follow. But then he would say he was always a little bit nervous because he said, I was, didn't, wouldn't know if I had the book upside down or not. 
But Bob discovered something remarkable on his journey. And remember, I think maybe one or some of the characteristics or experiences of lives of love is to know both joy and sorrow, which sometimes gives the gift of resilience. And so Bob wrote in that book, An Elephant's Ballet, after looking back on that time, wrote something that is just so profound in my mind. He said, I realized I continued to grow worse and worse as long as I lamented what I had lost. And I only began to heal when I was grateful for what remained. Wow. I mean, that sums up to me how Bob faithfully faced the obstacle of having lost his sight and went on to have this remarkable pastorate here for 25 years as our senior minister. Great pastor, really fun mentor, and a dear friend. And then the other person is Bill Johnson. As I mentioned, his ordination into the Christian ministry 50 years ago yesterday is the subject of a documentary film, A Position of Faith. And the background is this. In the United Church of Christ, our denomination, it is the local association that approves and ordains a candidate for ministry. We, the First Congregational Church, belong to the Chicago Metropolitan Association of the United Church of Christ. So I listened to the debate, which was recorded in the documentary, a debate held by the members of the Golden Gate Association. And for about an hour and a half, I didn't listen at all, they debated whether or not Bill Johnson could be ordained into the Christian ministry. And the debate offers an insight not only to the remarkable challenges 50 years ago, but to the challenges LGBTQ folk people still face today. There were people who spoke passionately for Bill Johnson's ordination, and there were people who spoke passionately against it. It's a remarkable and painful story to hear. Many of the questions wondered if, because Bill Johnson was gay, he would be able to capably and faithfully counsel members of his congregation. Would he be able to truly preach the good news of Jesus Christ? Would he be able to really love his congregation. At the conclusion of the debate, there was a roll call, name by name, and by about a two-to-one margin, the Golden Gate Association voted to approve ordaining Bill Johnson to the Christian ministry. A number of churches left within weeks the denomination. A number of churches had very mixed emotions, but the majority of film affirmed Bill Johnson for this reason. And this has been, for almost 400 years of the congregational tradition, the litmus test for whether or not someone is called to be ordained. They concluded, Bill Johnson is clearly called by the Holy Spirit to use his gifts in the service of God. Bill Johnson retired from active ministry a few years ago after having served almost 45 years in the Christian ministry. He now lives at Pilgrim Place in Claremont, California, the sort of equivalent to our Plymouth Place here. So I reflected back on these two remarkable ministers. I thought both Bob Kemper and Bill Johnson faced so many obstacles to a life of faithful ministry and leadership. Bob's obstacle, physical. Bill Johnson's, 
societal. But as I said at the beginning of the sermon, that this worship series on biographies of grace, on lives of love, helps us reflect on what it means that a life in love and biography of grace, what a life of service might look like for all of us. And yes, I think it is safe to say that it does include joy. It does include sorrows. But it also includes the discovery of patience, which produces character, which produces hope. Resilience and perseverance are marks of lives of love as well. And Bob Kemper and Bill Johnson possessed deep wells of both. And that living out their call to ministry as both faithfully did is indeed a mark of the Holy Spirit at work. One description of a life of grace and love comes, maybe surprising to you, from John Updike, who's asked the question in an interview, why are we here? And John Updike listened, thought for a moment, and I thought to myself when I heard that, that is, in a sense, asking the question, what is a life of love and grace like? And John Updike said, well, he said, we've all been given an intellectual curiosity about the universe, from quasars to galaxies. We've all been given the ability to delight and wonder at life itself. And then he added, but we've also been given the occasional surge of sheer gratitude for simply being alive. In the end, he said, I think we are here to give praise. Right, indeed, to give praise. I'm so grateful for Bob Kemper as mentor and friend and pastor and Bill Johnson's remarkable ministry as well. For both of them have lived lives of grace and love that gave praise to God.